We'll start the match as soon as the Wallaces turn to their special diagrams in this month's Radio Times. It's time for Cool Weird Awesome. Welcome back to Cool Weird Awesome, the show that tells you all about the most interesting stories of past, present, and future. And if that doesn't work, we'll draw you diagrams about them. I'm Brady. It's Wednesday, January 15th, a pretty interesting anniversary for those of us in radio and broadcasting. A big part of broadcasting history is connected to sports. What precisely was the first sports broadcast depends on how you define sports broadcast. But in 1921, KDKA Radio in Pittsburgh, which had famously broadcast the returns of the 1920 presidential election, also began adding baseball, football, and boxing to its on-air lineup. The announcers of the time were inventing play-by-play broadcasting. They didn't have the standard style that announcers today try to use, so they would try different ways to help listeners see in their minds what the announcers were describing. On this day in 1927, the BBC tried something new for their broadcast of a rugby match between England and Wales. The broadcaster partnered with Radio Times magazine to publish a diagram of a rugby pitch that had been divided into sections, like a big numbered grid. As play-by-play announcer Teddy Wakelam described what was happening in the match, his colleague C.A. Lewis would call out the numbers on the grid so listeners could know where on the field the action was taking place. There were eight sections on the Radio Times grid, and it's sometimes said the commentary based around the diagram led to the phrase, back to square one. Though the diagram only has a single square one, the team trying to move the ball in the opposite direction would have had to go back to square eight, and I sure don't hear that phrase getting used much. Nonetheless, the grid was an early way to make broadcasting more interactive for the audience, And we should also note that the one rule posted in the commentary box for Wakelam and Lewis was just two words long. Don't swear. You can learn more about the BBC's rugby grid for those listening at home at CoolWeirdAwesome.com and on Twitter at CoolWeirdPod. And coming up, I'll take my hat off to you. No, really, that's after this. listening to Cool Weird Awesome? Help us make Cool Weird Awesome as a backer on Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you'll get loads of extras, including more episodes of the show. Backing us would be cool. Backing us would be awesome. Backing us will never be weird. Learn more today at patreon.com slash Brady Carlson. Thanks. We'd like to make this show more interactive, so let's hear from you. You can send us a voice message on the Anchor app if you like. Make sure to include your name and where you're from. The rest of the message is up to you. Today is National Hat Day, and where better to be than the one and only National Hat Museum? That's in Portland, Oregon. It displays more than 2,300 hats, some of them dating back hundreds of years. Now, tours are by appointment only, and the museum's website warns the hats are so impressive that, quote, people have been known to swoon. I'm Brady, a feather in your cap for listening to us today. Thanks, and join us again tomorrow for more Cool Weird Awesome. Weird.